Clovis, building a healthy life together. What's up, everybody? Justin Nault here with another Ask Me Anything episode. This is audio pulled from my weekly Facebook Live, which you can catch every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Central at facebook.com slash the Clovis Culture. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to this podcast and leave me a five-star review on your favorite podcast platform. Each and every review counts. It really, really helps, and it means the world to me. Thank you so much. As always, this episode is brought to you by Clovis. I am the founder and CEO of Clovis, and I am in the business of impacting people's lives for the better. I have helped over 500 people just like you transform their health and wellness, and I want to work with you. To prove it, I'm going to give you a free seven-day trial, which will give you full-blown access to all of the members-only content that Clovis has to offer, free for a full seven days. Just visit IamClovis.com slash start, S-T-A-R-T, IamClovis.com slash start. You will find some videos of yours truly, and you will find some incredible testimonies from some of my Clovis clients. You will be shocked by the unbelievable stories that these brave individuals have to tell. Stories of full-blown life transformation. 50 pounds in 8 weeks, 40 pounds in 60 days, 21 pounds in 19 days, 100 pounds in 6 months. You name it, I've got somebody that's done it. Check out IamClovis.com start and get started with your free trial today. If you'd like to check out my physical products, including the Perfect Paleo Powder, just head over to IamClovis.com. Use promo code PERFECTPODCAST. Again, PERFECTPODCAST, all one word, at checkout, and you will receive 10% off your entire first order at IamClovis.com. All right, let's get on with the episode. Thanks so much for listening. Enjoy. What's up, everybody? It's Justin, AMA number 25. It's Wednesday. I think I have this sorted out in a decent way. There's like a little bit of shadows. My screen's kind of in the whiteboard. Maybe I'll just like wiggle in front of it. I'm still trying to figure out this at-home thing about my house. I'm also really nervous because we've been having crazy storms today, like crazy, crazy storms, and I've lost power three times today. Um, So I'm super nervous. I hope the Wi-Fi works for us, guys. If not, Once it's up and running, I'll come back. I really hope that I don't get cut off. But hey, it's happened before. Not the end of the world, right? I just edit it into a podcast. It's fun. Those of you that don't know, this is an AMA. AMA stands for Ask Me Anything. Taylor. Taylor's new. I wonder if she's been to an AMA before. New to the Academy, new to I Am Clovis. Welcome. What's up? Um, So tonight is going to be an Ask Me Anything. This is where I take questions from all of the various Clovis groups. There are the two member platforms. That's Clovis Kids and I Am Clovis. I take questions from there first. And then I move into the Clovis Academy and I take Clovis, I take questions from the Clovis Academy there. We talk about anything you want to talk about. So I actually had planned, I was thinking about doing a stress related one today and I completely changed my mind. Why? Because a lot of people were talking about this one particular topic that I'm going to talk about tonight and everyone is super confused about it. Like really confused to the point where some of the things that I am hearing or, or seeing are really concerning to me because... I think people think this is dangerous and it's not dangerous. I guess it could be dangerous if it was done in a really strange way. Um, So I just really want to go over it. It's a very important topic. Clovis Academy, we have over 900 people. What? 
over 900 people. That's an insane amount of people in the Clovis Academy. It's fantastic. You guys have been sharing it. That is friggin' great. Thank you for helping me spread the word. We're changing a lot of lives. More people are coming into I Am Clovis. They're buying custom nutrition plans, and we're changing their lives for the better, which is what this is all about for me. Let's jump in. First things first. This is one of those episodes where I have to do a disclaimer, okay? I am not a doctor. I do not pretend to be a doctor. I am not giving you medical advice. Anything that I tell you today is from my own personal research, from my own personal experience and experimentation on myself. These are my opinions based on the research and experience that I have. This is not medical advice. I'm not telling you to do anything. I'm not saying you should do anything. If you take any of the information from tonight and you go do something with it, I am not responsible for that. Okay? Got to get that out of the way for legal reasons. Blah, 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 blah. You understand the topic tonight. I wanted to get that disclaimer out of the way before we jump into this. The topic tonight is fasting. I'm actually calling this episode Fasting Facts from Fat Loss to Longevity because we're going to cover just about every aspect of fasting that you can. This is something that I have done extensive research on, uh, and I'll explain why because of something that my family went through when I was first introduced to fasting, the ketogenic diet, all these things. We're going to talk about all that, but I had to get that disclaimer out there because this is very, very important stuff, and I want to make sure that you don't think I'm telling you to cure medical ailments with this. Right? That's, that's research you have to do on your own. I'm doing my own research. These are my own opinions. And I'm going to share it with you. And I'm really, really excited about it. Um, yeah, so assuming everything holds up, we're going to jump right in. I hope the Wi-Fi is good. I love doing this from home because you don't even know if I have pants on. <laughs> that might be my favorite part about this. Moving on, ladies and gentlemen. Fasting facts from fat loss to longevity. Let's start with where we have gone wrong all the things that we've been told about fasting. So here's the trend I saw in the academy. Here's the trend I saw in I Am Clovis. People who are very afraid of fasting. You are afraid of not eating, which is ridiculous because we've been not eating throughout all of time, right? So tonight we're gonna talk about all the myths you've been told about fasting. I'm gonna tell you the difference between caloric restriction and fasting. They are not the same thing, right? I tell people that not eating enough calories is terrible. Terrible for you, right? And then I tell you that fasting is beneficial. Wait, that's confusing. You know, caloric restriction is less calories. Fasting is no calories. Exactly. That's the point. Calories measure food intake. Fasting only measures amount of time spent not eating. Calories are a moot point because there are zero, except in specific circumstances, which we are going to talk about. We're going to talk about which, discuss which individuals would benefit the most from fasting. I'm going to tell you about which individuals should not attempt fasting. I'm going to talk about the different types of fasting. I'm going to teach you about hacks, little tips and tricks like that you can cheat to make fasting a little bit easier. And then I'm going to talk about fasting for specific goals. We're also going to talk about physique goals versus longevity goals, okay? Because there's a, there's a big, big, big difference there for obese people versus lean people. We're going to talk about your kids, how this impacts your kids. I'm just going to touch on kids briefly. I'm not going to go too, too deep into it, but this is really important for you to know for your kids, really. Um, like I said, we're going to talk about hacks and then, you know me, all this, I'm going to talk to you about scientific studies, a few little case studies that I think were really interesting that you guys need to see. We're going to debunk things like the Biggest Loser TV show. Yay! Right? Okay. So, for those of you that don't know, I always got to do this. My name is Justin Nault. I'm a certified nutritional therapist. I'm a specialist in sports nutrition. Back in school for another certification now. Just you wait and see, right? More credentials. Hooray! Um, I am the founder of Clovis. 
I invented the Perfect Paleo Powder, a line of nutritional nutritional powders, um, and I help people transform their lives. I do what I call lifestyle coaching through Clovis kids, children and their family, adults. We got the Clovis Academy, we have I Am Clovis, we have all these amazing groups, Clovis kids, right? I help people lose 50 pounds in eight weeks, 40 pounds in 60 days, 21 pounds in 15 days, whatever it may be, we have a transformation for every story, large, small, everything in between, right? So also, uh, if you stay to the end of this, don't go anywhere, right? You're gonna have a toolbox full of actionable items and actionable tips to use fasting for just about any area of health you can think of improving, right? It's that powerful, very, very powerful stuff. You're gonna learn how the body prioritizes what to burn and what to keep. This is very, very important. And this is the big part of the difference between caloric restriction and fasting. I'm gonna teach you the different styles of fasting you can choose from. I'm gonna talk about how it impacts children. Then of course, the live Q&A. Get your questions ready, y'all. I want more questions than I've been getting in the Q&A. Don't let me down, okay? Don't let me down, don't let me down. Good song, don't let me down. All right, let's do this. I just, I did a 25 and a half hour fast yesterday, uh, which was awesome. It was really, really cool, I felt great, and then I feasted like a king on paleo foods, it was amazing. Fasting in 2018, let me get my cursor back here. What I wanna start with is, in the good words of my friend CJ Hunt, Dispelling the Lies. That's a new documentary he has coming out that I'm funding, and it's awesome, I'm officially an executive producer. Cool, right? Okay, Dispelling the Lies about fasting. So somewhere along the line, humans started losing trust in their own bodies. Right now, again, we're going to get into how this happened. It's not your fault. Um, we started distrusting our own body. We started thinking that we know better than mother nature, right? That we can shift things. We can change things. We can do whatever we want nutritionally, fitness wise, whatever. Now, since our days as hunter gatherers, it has always been feast or famine, right? I named my company Clovis after the Paleolithic hunter gatherer Clovis tribe in North America, right? They would hunt woolly mammoths with spears. Now, not every hunt is successful. When a hunt is not successful, you famine. When you have a hunt that's successful, you feast. It's been this way forever. Human beings have been fasting literally forever, except maybe the last 50 years, right? Because of food pyramid and blah, 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 all this stuff, right? So I want you to think about it. This goes back so far that in the Bible, I know you Globus Academy people, there's a lot of you conservatives out there. In the Bible, there are 77 different references to fasting in the Bible. In fact, every single major religion across the whole planet uses fasting in some way, shape, or form, right? Everybody talks about fasting. Like my dad as a Christian has done 30-day fast. That's crazy, right? Fasting in prayer. So here's what happens, and I'll tell you the personal experience with my family here. In the Bible, a lot of these moments are where somebody is facing demonic possession. They've been possessed by a demon, and then the only answer to this is fasting and prayer, right? Fasting and prayer will... Eliminate the demon. It'll exercise the demon. Fasting and prayer. Fasting and prayer. So these people fast, pray, and there's no more demon inside of them. Now, what was actually happening? Think about this. Reality, modern science, right? They were not possessed by a demon. They were having epileptic seizures. Now, an epileptic seizure to someone in the time of Jesus could very well look like they had been possessed by a demon. We did, they didn't have the science to tell us what the hell was going on, right? So they think there's a demon. By having them fast and pray, they were entering into deep nutritional ketosis, Ketosis and the ketogenic diet, as we now know, are used to treat epileptic seizures. I know this because my my niece was born having 300 plus seizures a day. You guys know that story. You can go back and listen to it in different AMAs. So they tried to treat it with the ketogenic diet. It didn't work for her because she wasn't epileptic. But that's when I was introduced to us having phone conversations with the Charlie Foundation. They use the ketogenic diet and ketosis to treat 
seizures in epileptic children, right? That's how this was happening. Fasting has been around forever and it's incredibly beneficial, right? Especially for things like seizures and all other, all sorts of other stuff like you're gonna learn. So fast forward to 2008. It is marketing companies and big food. Remember Manifesto, I am no longer the victim of marketing gimmicks and big food propaganda. That's in there for a reason, because everything we ever talk about is marketing gimmicks and big food propaganda. That's what happened here, right? We have marketers and big food companies that have screwed us over once again. How? With the advent of the snack. We don't need snacks, right? Crazy. So these marketing companies and big food propaganda literally screwed us with the advent of snacking. Marketing gimmicks and big food propaganda. They convinced you that you needed to snack. And then with the adoption of the food pyramid, you had all these different trainers, right? Every single trainer that you ever speak to is saying you need to eat two to three small meals. I mean, uh, eat every two to three hours, small meals, five meals a day, whatever. And in between mealtime, you have snack time. This is probably the worst possible advice you could give somebody for overall health. It's terrible. So I want you to think about this another way. Think about your grandparents, right? So let's say back in the 30s, the 40s, the 50s, whatever, right? There was still tons of white bread, pasta, all these things that people were eating, but there was literally an intermittent fast between basically every single meal. So what happened was at that time period, almost everybody had like an eight hour a day manual labor job. These were labor jobs, right? So they would eat at the kitchen table with their family in the morning for breakfast, then they'd go to work, then they would have a lunch break, then they would, they would, they would eat in their lunch break, then go back to work, then they would go home and eat dinner with their families, right? In this time period, there were no Laura bars, there were no Cliff bars, there was no paleo powder to have with your shaker cup. This just wasn't a thing, right? This snacking thing was not a real thing. And on top of that, there weren't even any computers, right? So there's no mindless eating in front of screens. There's so much mindless eating now, people bringing snacks to work because of the constant, like I talk about that roller coaster, the blood sugar spikes, because of the blood sugar spikes, you're sitting at a desk job at a cubicle with a Yeti full of Starbucks mocha choca bullshit with two pumps of caramel and whipped cream. You got a bag of nuts next to you. You got a Laura bar. You got a banana in case you get in case you get hungry. Good Lord, if I get hungry, I'm gonna get a headache, right? It's all this snacking and food pyramid nonsense coming back to bite us again and again and again. This has zero scientific evidence behind it. There's no scientific evidence behind the fact that we need to snack or eat every two to three hours. It actually goes against every every single thing that we know to be true about human physiology, right? So what happens here is all of this advice, it seems like it's coming from mainstream nutrition. So we assume it's good for us. They're not giving you this advice for your health. They're doing this to convert you into a nonstop consumer, right? All these cheap little carbohydrates, granola bars, cliff bars, all these things. They're, the marketing is directed at making you a consumer. They want you to be a consumer. If you're not consuming, Marketers are not happy. Big food companies are not fat happy. If you're fasting, you're not consuming. This is why people don't talk about fasting in an open way because there's no money to be made. I can't make any money by telling you to stop fast, I mean to start fasting. I can't make any money by saying, hey, stop eating, right? So all these bullshit things spread and they're purposefully put out there to deter you and all these trainers and mainstream people, they parrot this advice. Let me give you the best example. Quote, the human brain needs 130 grams of glucose to function properly, right? Have you ever heard that? I'm sure everybody's heard that nonsense, right? Complete nonsense. Not only is it complete nonsense, there's no studies to back it up. There's no scientific evidence. It was literally made up out of thin air. And you have professionals, 
with personal training certificates that repeat this stuff. I've had it said to me countless times, right? Countless times. And I'm like, oh, this person doesn't know who I am. They don't know what I study. They, they would not say something that ridiculous. If that were true, human beings would have died off long ago. There's no way our paleolithic ancestors could have guaranteed 130 grams of glucose every single day for optimal brain function. We wouldn't be here. The human species literally would have died off, right? It's this, this idea that we are suddenly cows and we need to graze or just grazing all day long is ridiculous. With no evidence behind it, we're literally behaving like the wrong species. Like we're literally behaving like the wrong species. It's ridiculous. So that's a little bit about these myths about fasting. Now what I wanna talk about with you is the reason why 99.9% of you are here tonight. The reason why 99.9% of you are excited about this AMA. Why is that? Fat loss, right? You are here for fat loss. That said, I know there are a lot of you out there like me that don't have weight to lose and I'm gonna get to you and we're gonna get to the benefits for you too, so don't go anywhere. But a lot of you are here for fat loss. And for me to display this for you correctly, we gotta go back to our old friend, the gas tank, right? So we think that human beings have one gas tank, empty, full. In reality, there are two gas tanks, empty, full, empty, full. Gray area, right? So what this is, if you haven't seen this before in AMAs, this is your first gas tank and this is glucose. This is sugar, okay? Now this down here is fat. Now the reason why this area is gray is because if you've never been through this before, this is where your detox happens. Your detox because once you burn through the sugar, your body goes, eh, 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 gaslight, oh my God, my tank is empty, my tank is empty, my tank is empty, thinks it's dying. But once you break through that detox, you get into fat burning mode. Now guys like me, there is no, this gray area is gone. It's just one big fat fuel tank, right? And I can move seamlessly between them. That is metabolic flexibility. But if you're a sugar burner, you can't do that. And most of you come to me as sugar burners, all right? So we've talked about the fact that you have to burn through glucose. And then after glucose, let's say down here is glycogen. That's stored glucose in your liver and your muscle cells. Once you burn through the glycogen, then and only then can you start accessing your fat cells. That's when you know you're in ketosis. So if you're burning from this tank down here, this is keto. You're in ketosis here. When you're burning fat for fuel, you're in ketosis. Now we know that, okay? The fastest way to get here is through fasting. The fastest way to ketosis is through fasting. You're going to burn through the glucose floating around in your bloodstream, then you're gonna burn through the glycogen, then you're gonna get into your fat stores. That's the fastest way of doing this. Now the body only stores two things as energy. One, sugar, two, fatty acids, right? That's it. There's only two storage forms of energy in the body, sugar and fat. Fat, like we've talked about, I told you this before, in a different AMA, I don't really wanna draw it right here, but fat is stored as triglycerides, right? So in a cell, it's stored as triglycerides. It's three fatty acids connected to a molecule of glycerol. That's just the chemistry thing of this, all right? So the two main mechanisms of fat loss through fasting are one, lower insulin, two, lower blood sugar. Get rid of the blood sugar, get rid of the insulin. It's that simple. The reason why fasting is so effective because what happens is when you have no free-floating glucose in the bloodstream, there's no glucose to be injected into the cells for storage. And when there's no insulin, 
insulin is the storage hormone itself. The body needs insulin to put glucose into the cells. So now you have no insulin, you have no free-floating blood sugar. What is the only other option? The body has to get into fat-burning mode, all right? So you get through the glucose, get through the glycogen, get through your detox period, start burning fat. By the way, this is the fastest way to get through your detox. The detox is unpleasant if you're brand new to Clovis. I recommend if you can do a 24-hour fast, even a 48-hour fast, just go ahead and do it unless you're underweight. We'll talk about that in a minute. But this is a really quick way to get through the detox fast, right? So... I want you to understand when people talk about this thing like, oh, the human brain needs glucose, blah, 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 blah. So every time a triglyceride is broken up, right, the body metabolizes a triglyceride, breaks apart these triglycerides. It also breaks apart that molecule of glycerol. Glycerol is burned as glucose. Your body doesn't need you to shove glucose in it. It has plenty of stored glycogen, and even when you get through the glycogen, it can create, through gluconeogenesis, it creates its own glucose from the glycerol molecules attached to your triglycerides. So as you're burning fat, you are also burning a very small amount of glucose. Even if the brain does need a small amount of glucose, it has plenty of it stored in your triglycerides, okay? Now remember that. So this entire process is interrupted if you keep adding fuel to the fire. We've talked about this. Whether it's protein or glucose or whatever, you're gonna keep adding to the tank, right? Adding to the tank, adding to the tank, adding to the tank, and this glucose is always gonna be full here. You're never gonna access fat storage, right? You're just not gonna access fat storage. This is where the idea of caloric restriction comes in. Caloric restriction is minimizing the amount of calories you take in. Fasting is literally just zero calories should be zero calories, there's one exception to that that we're gonna talk about, right? It measures the amount of time spent not eating. So here is the big difference, I've said this before in AMAs and I think people get very confused by this. Um, it's, I can see why it seems confusing, but you have to understand this. Caloric restriction is very, very bad for you. You are far better off completely fasting than you are on a starvation diet of very strong, very deep caloric restriction, right? I would never ever take anyone below a 20% caloric restriction ever. That's why a lot of you feel like you're stuffing your face, you're having to eat a ton because I refuse to put you at a deep caloric restriction and that's why people still lose fat. You're much better off fasting completely than you are with a restricted caloric load. Why is that? Hormones. I tell you constantly that hormones run everything. Hormones run the show. Now, caloric restriction impacts hormones negatively, while complete fasting has a tremendously positive impact on hormones, and hormones run the show. You want positive impact on your hormones. You need to trust your body. Stop thinking that you need to fiddle with it and do this and that every two to three hours, right? Let your body do its own thing. We're constantly messing with it. So let me tell you some, st I have this written down because you need some science here. There was a 32-week study and it compared daily intermittent fasting to daily caloric restriction. Every single marker measured was better for the fasted group. It beat caloric restriction hands down. Overall, body composition won by a landslide. The fasting group lost more fat and gained more lean muscle. Four times more lean muscle, okay? And this was just an eight-week protocol, and then they tracked the people for 22, uh, for 24 weeks after that. And also, the only group that was able to keep the weight off was the fasted group. 
Only the fasted group kept the weight off. They gained four times more lean mass and lost more body fat percentage. They won in every single way you could possibly think of. Now, how can this be, right? How can this possibly be? It's the fact that caloric restriction is awful for us, while zero calories is incredibly beneficial. I know this is a brain buster. It's very, very confusing, right? But did you ever stop to think that maybe it has to do with our inherited physiology. We were designed to operate this way. We were designed to eat feast or famine. That's literally what we were designed to do. That's why this works so well, okay? Then agriculture came along and technology and screwed up everything. This is why when I have Clovis newbies, when I call them newbies, they come in and they want to talk to me about intermittent fasting. And I go, no, 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 no. Don't do that. Because a lot of you are coming to me as sugar burners. This is a huge dietary shift for you. You're having trouble hitting your macros because you've been depriving yourself of calories for years on these roller coaster diets, right? You've, you're at a constant caloric restriction. You've damaged your body tremendously. So you're having trouble eating as much as I want you to eat, which is a healthy amount of food. That's difficult for you. Then you want to throw fasting on top of it. No, 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 no. You're making things more difficult, okay? So I'm about to walk you through exactly how fasting creates change in the body from physique to longevity to whatever. But I want to be clear about something. So I'm going to put this up here. I want to be very clear about this. When it comes to fasting, there is full-blown fasting, which is awesome. It'll give you all the benefits we're about to discuss. But scientifically, with clinical data, a low-carb paleo diet, Clovis, remember that, Clovis, this might be the most important thing I tell you, a low-carb paleo diet, if you simply do what I tell you and follow your macros, you will get 71% approximately of all the benefits you would get of fasting. Is it going to take you a minuscule amount of time longer to lose the fat you want to lose? Yes. Will you still lose fat in an incredibly healthy way? Yes. Will the fat loss still be rapid? Yes. Are you going to get almost three quarters of all the benefits? But the compliance rate, the ease of following this is going to skyrocket. Okay? So a lot of you have concerns about doing intermittent fasting anyway, which you voiced. So I can get incredible transformations in people without having them fast. Right? So that's, I want you to understand, you don't have to do this. It is not a requirement. Not even close. You can get 71% of the benefits, almost three quarters of the benefits, just by following my protocol. This is how fasting destroys caloric restriction in every sense of the world. Word. Again, at the end of that 32-week study, I think the most notable thing is the fact that these, the fasted subjects gained four times more muscle mass. Now, what's the explanation for that, right? You guys want to know how this works. So the fasting group, they lost more body fat percentage, gained more lean muscle, and were successful at keeping the weight off. At the end of 32 weeks, they had kept all the weight off, while the calorie restriction group did not. So let's dive in. I'm going to talk about traditional caloric restriction. So your brilliant personal trainer who's never studied biochemistry decides that you need to be on a 1,000-calorie-a-day diet or a 1,200-calorie-a-day diet or a 900-calorie, 800-calorie-a-day diet, right? It's an 800 calorie a day diet, let's call it, and it's you're eating five times a day and it's nothing but lean chicken and brown rice, right? Lean protein and carbohydrates. That's it, right? You're eating zero fat. Now, the carbohydrates and lean protein, right? That's all you're getting in your system. You're not getting fat, which is the one macronutrient of the three that you can't live without. You cannot live without fat. So you're eating zero fat, which is responsible for all your hormone production. So your hormone production, your hormones plummet, right? All your hormone production gets jacked up because you're not eating any fat. Then your body starts storing fat 
as triglycerides, right? Triglycerides everywhere. Your body starts storing fat. Why? Because you're not giving it any fat and it needs fat to survive. And it knows it needs fat to survive. So you're giving it plenty of protein and plenty of carbohydrates so it has a fuel source, the fuel tank, it's still burning from that top fuel tank, never accessing your fat stores, it's holding on to your fat stores because you're giving it enough fuel to get through day to day while feeling like shit, of course, and you're never letting it burn these triglycerides, which it's holding on to for dear life because you're not giving it any exogenous fat, so it's afraid it's gonna have no fat, and without fat, you die, literally. It's, the only ma- it's, it's one of the only macronutrients, macro- protein and fat, you can't live without. Carbohydrates you can live without forever, right? So your body stores facts that can't live without it. So what happens is this chronic caloric restriction, this idea of it's not healthy to lose more than one to two pounds per week. Losing one to two pounds per week is incredibly unhealthy. Why? Because your body is literally eating itself. You are malnourished. You're starving. The body starts to break down metabolic things because it's literally in starvation mode. Metabolic processes get shut down, okay? Because of the constant influx of protein and glucose that are going into that gas tank. So you see the problem with that? You're giving it lean protein, you're giving it carbohydrates, constantly giving it a fuel source, can't access fat stores. So to outline this further, we're about to go deep into the science of fasting. And I want you to understand this. I've mentioned this before in an AMA, and uh, it gets a little bit tricky here. So we're gonna talk about two things. We're gonna talk about autophagy, autophagy, okay? Some people say autophagy, whatever you wanna do, right? But it's called autophagy. And autophagy can be thought of as cell death. Autophagy through metabolism of the cells, and then there's something called apoptosis. Now, apoptosis is actual programmed cell death. The body seeks out malfunctioning cells and targets them and eliminates them, which is fantastic, and I'll explain why, right? So I want you to remember something. Uh, I need to write this for you. I'm running out of room, guys. So autophagy, apoptosis, you got that. So I want to explain to you that every single tissue in the human body, your nail, your eyelid, your skin, your heart, your bones, All of your tissues are made up of cells. We've gone over this before, right? So you have amino acids. Amino acids combine to create proteins. So you got all these little amino acids, right? Amino acids create proteins. Proteins create cells. Cells create tissue. You, okay? So amino acids make up proteins. Proteins make up cells, cells make up tissues. What does this mean? This means that all tissues in the human body are proteins, right? Of course, it has to be. All tissues are proteins. So I wanna explain this to you. Autophagy metabolizes old proteins, thus destroying them. And that is a fantastic thing. When the body is fasting and looking for energy, it preferentially chooses to break down proteins that are old, that you no longer need, or that are malfunctioning, such in apoptosis, right? So I want you to, I want to explain this to you with the gas tank, right? So let's say we have the gas tank, okay? So we have fat here, let's say, I'll do it like this so I can show you. Fat, we have sugar, right? So now we've already burned through the sugar, okay? We burned through the sugar, so we're dealing with fat. Your body has essential fatty acids, right? It has an essential body fat. There's body fat you don't wanna get lower than or you're gonna start to have health problems too. So what happens is you'll store enough essential body fat to survive, so let's call this essential body fat down here, and that means that right around here is you're gonna get autophagy and apoptosis, right? 
So the body's gonna start searching for alternative fuel sources. It doesn't wanna burn all of your fat because without fat, you die. So it will start targeting other things to burn for energy, namely proteins that it can break apart into amino acids and it can burn them. It can burn protein as glucose. This is also gluconeogenesis, right? So it metabolizes its own cells. Now this is why with obese individuals, when they're fasting, let's put obese, they're going to be burning 90% of total calories from fat. Why? There's no polite way to say this. They have thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of calories worth of stored body fat in the form of triglycerides, right? This is why in lean individuals, those of you out there that don't need to lose weight, if we talk about lean individuals, even in a full fast, they're only gonna burn about 78% of total calories from fat because they simply don't have enough, right? So autophagy and apoptosis actually starts faster for lean people with less hours of fasting, which is the main reason why I do fasting, and I'll get into that too. So the reason why I outline this, this idea of autophagy and apoptosis right now is because I want to explain to you the issue that everybody asked me about with weight loss. Now, a lot of you dealt with it before you got to me. There's not much I can do for you after the fact, but that is the topic of excess skin, okay? So when people lose weight, they have this severe problem with excess skin, they need a tummy tuck, they need surgery, they need all these things, right? So the issue with excess skin is once it's already there, it's a little bit trickier to deal with. Um, but, so when people lose fat, via fasting, they never need surgery. They never need surgery, they never need tummy tucks, they never need anything because the body handles it itself through autophagy and apoptosis. Let me explain. All of your tissues are made up of protein. Your skin is literally nothing but protein. All the cells of your skin, it's collagen protein in fact. Right? Collagen is the most abundant protein source in the entire body. That's why I put it in my perfect paleo powder. So your skin is protein. So if you allow autophagy to happen, when the body's searching for a fuel source and it's gotten down to the point where it doesn't have any more body fat to give up, it just goes, oh, look at these old proteins over here. Our body's shrinking. We don't need all that excess protein. And it starts breaking down that protein. Right? And all of a sudden, the excess, the excess tissue problem takes care of itself. The body literally metabolizes all the excess skin. It's fantastic. It's absolutely incredible if you think about it. And this is also why lean muscle tissue is maintained while fasting because the body is going to search for old proteins, unused proteins, to break them down before it breaks down something like its own muscle tissue. Why would it do that? I don't need this excess skin. It's not serving a purpose. Let me burn that up and metabolize that before I start accessing my own lean muscle tissue. This is why they, these people actually gain muscle tissue because they lost more body fat, right? So constantly eating the lean chicken and brown rice completely throws this off. It just screws up everything physiologically, screws up your hormones, you never get autophagy, you never get apoptosis, doesn't happen. So this is an example of autophagy helping with physique goals. Oh my God, these things fly by fast. Guys, this one's gonna be over an hour. I don't know, there's, there's so much here, so much to unpack. So this autophagy thing is also where the longevity health benefits come from. So if I am a lean person, I don't have much body fat to lose, right? So I want the benefits of autophagy and apoptosis. What are the benefits of autophagy and apoptosis? Well, it's the fact that these proteins that are laying around that you don't need that are muddying up the waters. Have you ever heard the term precancerous cells? Doctors always love to tell you that all human beings have precancerous cells. These are cells with growth 
abnormalities or these are cells that are malfunctioning, the cellular signal is disrupted, they are old proteins, these are cells you don't need, these precancerous or malfunctioning cells, you wanna get rid of those. The only time you can flush those out, like a Zamboni flush out all the bad junk, is when you are fasting, right? So this is why people like me, especially in like cancer is one big one, Alzheimer's, it's also proven that old ass proteins gummy up the brain, they cause all these problems in the brain. So some of the symptoms of Alzheimer's are due directly in part to these old proteins. So you can eliminate those proteins before you ever have problems in old age. This is the longevity benefits of autophagy and apoptosis. This is why it is one of the single most effective tools for disease prevention ever, okay? One of the most successful tools for disease prevention ever in lean people and obese people, okay? So the apoptosis is the programmed cell death where it literally goes, oh, that cell's gonna kill us and it attacks it and gets rid of it, right? But the body can't do these things because it's so busy doing what? digesting all the time, constantly digesting, 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 digesting. All your blood flow, all this stuff is going to digestion because you're eating every two to three hours. You never give it a chance to do these things, right? It's crazy. So apoptosis and autophagy is so powerful that some people, I'm not saying me, okay? Some people believe that if you did a seven day water fast once or maybe twice a year, that the rest of the time you could eat whatever you want and never get cancer, literally. Never get cancer. Pretty crazy. Now, I don't fall into that camp. I understand it, but your odds are even higher if you do a few extended fasts a year and you eat according to the Clovis protocol the rest of the time. Your odds then go through the roof, right? Why? Why eat crappy just because you can? It just doesn't make any sense. Why risk that? You know, so I always recommend a Clovis approved diet. And I personally, this is the apoptosis and autophagy is what I personally use fasting for. I'll tell you the exact type of fasting that I use here in a minute. Um, so another thing I want to talk about, I told you that we talk about the biggest loser. I'm going to talk about hormones a little bit more. I'm going to talk about BMR, your basal metabolic rate, which I've talked to you guys before in different AMAs. I'm going to talk about the muscle gain thing, how this muscle gain thing happens, right? So let's first talk about BMR. This is another example of caloric restriction messing things up. There was a study done literally called the biggest loser study. They studied the contestants from the popular TV show, The Biggest Loser, and the conclusion was that literally zero of the contestants were able to keep the weight off except for two people, and they both had different circumstances. Like one had gastric bypass surgery, one did some kind of hormone replacement therapy or something like that, but they had to be medic- they had to have medical treatments done to keep this weight off. Every other contestant gained all the weight back and then some. It's insane, literally. Like none of The Biggest Loser contestants kept the weight off, and here's why. So we talk about BMR. This is your basal metabolic rate. Now I say to you guys all the time, calories don't tell the whole story, right? It doesn't mean that calories don't matter at all, okay? There's still an energy balance in the body, but it doesn't tell the whole story because your hormones are, are vastly more important than the, than the calories themselves. But here's what happens, right? So you do this caloric restriction, and this is the reason why I never let you guys do your own macros. Some people are like, can you tell me how to calculate macros? I'm like, no, I, I just don't trust people to do it. There's a reason why I get the fantastic results that I get and other people who go to active.com and use their own BMR and try to do their own thing, they don't have results. I get results because I know what the hell I'm doing, 
okay? So I want you to understand this BMR thing. There's a reason why you can lose weight on any single diet in the beginning. I became a vegan for three months and I lost all this weight. I tried Atkins for three months and I lost all this weight. I did the zone diet for 30 days and I lost all this weight, right? You can lose diet on any, you can lose weight on any diet in the beginning. There's a reason why you can't keep it off. There's a reason for the roller coaster. We talk about the roller coaster, the weight roller coaster, the blood sugar, sugar roller coaster, up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down. The reason for it is BMR. Let me explain this to you. When you do caloric restriction, let's go back to the 800 calories of protein and brown rice, chicken and brown rice, right? When you do caloric restriction, the body adapts. The body gets scared and determines that in its environment, there is food scarcity. It literally freaks out and goes into starvation mode. It starts shutting down metabolic processes. Now you will lose weight initially because of this, but what happens is as you lose weight, your BMR goes down, okay? So the caloric restriction causes your BMR to drop. This means you're burning less calories just by being a human. Your basal metabolic rate has gone down. So now you're naturally burning less calories. So what happens is eventually as you burn less calories, you, you end up right here, let's say, right? So you end up a plateau. This is where a plateau happens, right? So your BMR goes down, your weight loss plateaus. Then, God forbid, you start eating more calories or even the same amount of calories as the body adjusts to this new way of life, which is starving to death. And as you eat the same amount of calories or more calories, your weight starts creeping back up. That's why your weight starts creeping back up because you're lowering your basal metabolic rate. You don't want to do that. You don't want to lower BMR. And here's what's hilarious to me, right? What's hilarious to this BMR thing is how often have you guys asked me about, I need to speed up my metabolism, right? You guys can leave me questions about this. Don't be afraid to admit it. Almost all of the 900 of you have asked me how to speed up your metabolism. I'm a 30 year old woman and my metabolism has slowed down. No, that's not what has happened, okay? So what you're talking about, you don't know that you're talking about it and your personal trainers and your doctors don't know that they're talking about it. What they're talking about is it's not your metabolism that has slowed down, it is your BMR that has decreased. So caloric restriction and feeding every two to three hours is the fastest way to lower your BMR, which is literally slowing down your metabolism. So you think that eating every two to three hours in managed controlled portions, portion control, is gonna speed up your metabolism, it does the exact opposite. It shuts down your metabolism to a dead stop. Crazy, right? More mainstream. Again, the mainstream does zero fucking research before they tell you what to do. Just, there's no other way for me to put it. It's insane. It's absolutely insane. This BMR thing is why there are weight loss plateaus and gaining all the way back. It's why the biggest losers gained all the way back. It's why in the 32-week study I told you about, the people who did caloric restriction, they gain all the way back. They have to. So what's incredible about fasting does not lower BMR. You let the body do what it does naturally and it maintains BMR while you lose fat loss. What? It's like mother nature knows exactly what she's doing when you leave her alone, right? 
You can lose fat, maintain your BMR, so you're still just at resting, at rest in a sedentary position. You're still burning the same number of calories while you drop body fat. The calories just keep burning, 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 burning while you drop body fat. It's unbelievable, it's so cool. It's so freaking cool. I love, fasting blows my mind every day. And let me tell you about this. The reason why BMR, it does not lower BMR for two reasons. What do I always tell you runs the show? Hormones, right? Hormones run the show. When you fast, two hormones go up. One is growth hormone, and then two is noradrenaline. Noradrenaline, this is also known as norepinephrine. You guys have probably heard the term. Norepinephrine seems to be used, uh, maybe I should have wrote norepinephrine, but it seems to be more popular. The two terms are interchangeable. Nerd talk, noradrenaline is norepinephrine. So what happens is growth hormone and noradrenaline both go up while fasting. So growth hormone goes up, noradrenaline goes up. Now what noradrenaline does, that is the one that keeps your BMR up, right? So this is the the one responsible for BMR. Now, if you ever heard somebody who did an extended fast, let's say a 48 hour, 24 hour, 36 hour, whatever, they go, oh my God, I had so much energy. My energy was through the roof. Some people complain that they can't sleep. They're having trouble sleeping. They're like, I had to get up and read a book. I had to clean my house. I had to do this. Like, I just have so much energy. I feel amazing. My mental cognition is through the roof. This is incredible. That's because of noradrenaline, AKA norepinephrine. There's a massive release of noradrenaline to keep your energy level up. So you can keep burning the same amount of calories even as your body weight decreases because you're losing fat. Not because you're losing muscle, because you're losing fat. So your BMR stays the same. Now, I also said the growth hormone goes up. What's growth hormone responsible for? Muscle repair and muscle growth. That's what it's responsible for. So now you have a bunch of growth hormone that gets pumped out in your system. So when you break your fast, your body preferentially feeds muscle cells. You have a bunch of growth hormone, so you literally build new muscle because you were fasting. So noradrenaline, norepinephrine is released, keeps your BMR the same while you lose body fat, and then growth hormone helps you build muscle, helps you build lean mass. Guys, this is the ultimate freaking hack for body composition. It is the ultimate hack for body composition. Unbelievable, right? This is what I mean by caloric restriction messes all this up. It messes with your hormones, messes with everything, messes with the, the gas tank, messes with your hormones, and why fasting is incredible. This is incredible stuff, I'm telling you guys. This growth hormone, noradrenaline, norepinephrine, that's the big secret, the big crazy secret, right? It's unbelievable. You guys should watch this AMA more than once. You should listen to it when it comes out as a podcast. Really, it's that important. So let's get in to how to do it, all right? I'm gonna tell you all the different types of fasts, and these are all the different types of fasts that I have experimented with, okay? I did a fast yesterday that was 25 and a half hours. I've done plenty of 24-hour fasts before. 24-hour fasts are actually quite easy, and I'll tell you the best way to do them. So a 24-hour fast, let's do it like this, right? So I even outlined who's best for this, right? So 24-hour fast, this is gonna be 24-hour, let's do this, 24-hour plus, okay? This is an extended fast, 24 plus hours. This is best for obese individuals. Like we said, obese individuals, you can have autophagy and apoptosis take care of all that excess skin for you. It's the single best way, and trust me, once you get through the hunger, which is really only day one, you can do this literally for a unbelievable amount of time. And I say that because I'm gonna walk you through something in a second. Now, secondary, these extended fasts, sometimes, not to be used regularly, are for lean individuals who are looking for the longevity and disease prevention. 
you're looking for autophagy, you're looking for apoptosis, you want to prevent most of the metabolic diseases that people die from in today's society, right? So do this every now and then. You can do a 24-hour once a quarter. You can do a 24-hour once a week. I tend, I, sometimes I do it once a week. Sometimes I do it twice a month. Whenever you want to do it, whatever's easiest for you. Don't mess up your schedule over it. Just, you know, it's not a big deal. Do it when you can. Now, obese individuals will lose fat incredibly quickly. The body will take care of itself. It will take care of the excess skin. Now, for that, I recommend a water-only fast. There's an exception to that, and that exception is electrolytes. So I'm gonna talk about that. So I recommend a water-only fast. The reason why you can subsist is because, like I said, you have a ton of excess energy stored as triglycerides. Triglycerides, those molecules of glycerol, right? So I wanna give you the example of this, right? I've talked about this in past AMAs, and my buddy Clay Howell, who's also my jujitsu instructor, released a great blog post about this that helped me pinpoint the details of this, right? So there was a man who's 27 years old. He fasted. 382 days, 382 days under medical supervision. He fasted starting weight 465. Is that right? Yep. Starting weight 465 ending weight 180. Zero excess skin required zero surgery, no tummy tuck, no nothing. Maintain the weight loss at a weight of 195 pounds for the next 15 years, it's basically as long as they track this guy, he maintained the fat loss. Unbelievable, this is crazy. So let's get into it a couple other things. The only things he took was a vitamin supplement. So if you ever wanted to try this, I could recommend a multivitamin. A vitamin supplement, a sodium supplement. Can anybody say salt shot and electrolytes? Where does this stuff come from, Mr. Justin? I have no idea. And potassium, also an electrolyte. He took a vitamin, multivitamin, sodium, and potassium. That's it. He went to the bathroom like once every 32 days or something crazy. It was insane, right? Now, I wanna to talk to you about something besides the electrolytes. I wanna tell you that when he finished this, his cholesterol was 230. 230 cholesterol. If you had 230 cholesterol, your doctor would try to put you on a statin because that is borderline high. You wanna be under 200 because total cholesterol is so important, right? Bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. The dietary intake of fat has nothing to do with cholesterol levels in the body. Remember this study the next time your doctor tells you you need to go on a statin. You can eat zero fat for 382 days and still have high cholesterol. Why? Because we don't even know what normal cholesterol is. We don't know what the ranges are based on. Every individual is different. We don't even know the role it plays in heart disease. It's just... I could talk about that forever. Eat, look up AMA, I think it's number 15, eating fat can save your life, right? Ridiculous. It's just insane, guys. After 382 days with no food, stop blindly accepting statin drugs when your doctor tells you you need them. Your doctor's probably wrong, okay? Again, I'm not a doctor, I'm not giving medical advice. I don't know anything, Mr. Doctor. You're the expert, okay? Uh, again, no excessive skin. Now, the other thing I wanna tell you, how many of you have heard that hypoglycemia is dangerous? Hypoglycemia will kill you. Low blood sugar will kill you. Now, before I move on, if you are a diabetic and you're on medication, ignore me right now. You need a professional, okay? To help you with this stuff, you need a professional who can actually taper off your medication if you're gonna fast because you don't need as much because they give you medication based on thinking there's gonna be an influx of glucose, right? So everybody talks about hypoglycemia being bad for you. Bullshit, 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 bullshit. Okay, look, after day 300, they measured this guy. His fasting blood glucose was 30. With, as they wrote it in the study, 
Zero adverse effects. 30. Rob Wolf, you guys know Rob Wolf? The, he wrote uh, Wired to Eat. He's a buddy of mine. Um, Rob Wolf did this TV show way, way back where he was out in the wild, like living in the wilderness. And they tested him. His blood sugar was like regularly 43. I mean, they, you, people just think you're going to die. They, they have led you to believe that you need to eat all the time, that you need this crazy blood sugar. It's ridiculous. People are like, my blood sugar is 97. It's so good. I'm like, huh? I'd rather be here. Literally, I'd rather be there. Right? It's just, it, the system is so broken, they've led you to believe that the norms are good for you, and they're not. This guy's blood glucose, blood glucose, was at 30, right? It's crazy, no adverse side effects. He wasn't passed out, he wasn't on the ground, he wasn't dead, you're not gonna die, okay? You're not gonna die. Again, if humans would die from hypoglycemia, then we would be extinct. We'd literally be extinct. There's no other way to put it. So again, the prime candidates, these are obese people, people looking for longevity. Um, again, if you're taking any type of medication, don't just run out and do this stuff. Again, I'm not giving you medical advice, so don't run out and do this stuff anyway, right? Okay, so let's talk about another one. This would be an example of an extended fast, 24 plus hours. 24, 36, 48, 72, whatever. Some people do five-day fast, craziness. My dad did a 30-day fast, he's a nutcase. The other thing we wanna talk about is intermittent fasting. Intermittent fasting, the prime candidates are those looking to lose the last few pounds, okay? Last few pounds. Right? So I would say the prime candidates there are the people looking to lose the last two pounds. Now for lean individuals, those would be the secondary candidates, right? Lean individuals, and just so you know, intermittent fasting is what I practice, generally speaking. This is for lean individuals who want to stay shredded and want the longevity effects, okay? The longevity health benefits. This is probably the perfect combination of fat loss, effortless fat loss, or effortless weight management, and the longevity effects. That would be intermittent fasting. So lean plus longevity, okay? So that'd be the second primary for intermittent fasting. Now there's a couple different ways. My favorite way, the one that I do, the ultimate combination of fat loss and longevity, in my opinion, is the 16-8. The 16-8 intermittent fast, right? So we're looking at a 24-hour window. So if I fast for 16 hours of that 24, that means this eight hour window is now what's called my feeding window. So to be clear on this, hit macros, okay? This is another reason why I always deter the newbies in Clovis because they're having trouble hitting their macros anyway. So I now have an eight hour window to hit my macros. And sometimes that's difficult. If you're someone like me who's physically active and all this, if I need to hit 2,000 calories, 2,200 calories, 2,300 calories a day, I gotta eat a lot. Like I did my 25 and a half hour fast last night. I broke the fast with like a 12 ounce sirloin steak, an entire bag of frozen broccoli, half a bag of frozen kale, four eggs. I made a smoothie with paleo powder in it. I mean, I had a can of sardines, I had walnuts, I had dark chocolate. I mean, I went crazy, right? Went crazy. 16-8, you have to get your macros in, okay? And the other thing is for the longevity benefits, for guys like me, if you're very lean and you're close to essential body fat, you're gonna kick into autophagy and apoptosis way faster. So the, the more low carb your body already is, that fuel tank is already depleted of glucose and you're in the fat burning zone most of the time, it's very easy for me to get into that uh, autophagy, apoptosis. So this is fantastic for lean individuals, especially if you're following the Clovis protocol and hitting your macros when you are feeding. This is gonna make things way, 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 way easier, right? Some people think that intermittent fasting is free reign to eat donuts and Doritos. That's not the case, it's insane, right? So. The other thing I wanna talk about is the minimum effective dose. 
For intermittent fasting, that's my favorite, right? Let's make this my star. For minimum effective dose, it's 13-11. 13-11 is going to give you some of the fat loss benefits. It's not going to be quite as quick. And going to give you some longevity effects, just a minimal dose of them, right? Minimum effective dose, this will provide some of the benefits. Another more extreme one that people do is a 24. 24, so these are the feeding windows. 8, 11-hour feeding window, 4-hour feeding window. This is usually two meals. So people usually eat twice a day, two big giant meals in a 4-hour window. Now some crazy people do one meal a day, which is literally just one meal. They just eat once a day and they eat as much as they can handle. So a good example of this is the dude from all the Old Spice commercials that like, you know, bounces his boobs and stuff, that guy. The Old Spice guy, bald guy, all the muscles. Um, that guy eats one meal a day. Now, he's probably on all the steroids in the world, but he literally eats one meal a day. So he stays just rid ridiculously shredded, very low body fat. So this would be an example of a real extended fast. Um, I'm going to answer your paleo powder question. Don't worry. Um, I'm going to answer all these questions when we get in there. So the other thing I want to talk to you about is this is specifically for autophagy and apoptosis. Now, a lot of you has, have asked me about this. This is another reason why I want to get into this. That is a fat fast made very famous by Dave Asprey and Bulletproof Coffee. So a fat fast is basically where you are taking in only fat. So like we talked about, autophagy and apoptosis, the body targets proteins. It needs to break down proteins. If you're giving it protein or giving it glucose, it's probably not going to go into autophagy or apoptosis. Right? So you can actually trick the body because fat has almost no impact on insulin in the body, right? And it's also not a protein. So if you're looking for the body to target proteins, then you can actually kind of hack the system. If you're a guy like me and you're lean and you're looking for autophagy and apoptosis, I could potentially take up as much as 1500 calories of just fat and still experience autophagy and apoptosis. It's very, very interesting. The, the, this, this protein thing is quite strange, and this fat thing is, is quite strange. Now, if you're looking for a fat fast, for fat, right, this makes it easier because you can, let's say you have three Bulletproof coffees a day, right? You can, you can get rid of some of the hunger feeling, but if you're an obese individual and you're really wanting to burn fat, as long as you're giving it an influx of fat, it's not going to burn as much body fat as you want it to. You're giving it fat to burn, right? So it's a little bit tricky here, but you can still try the same thing just with less calories. Don't go that high. Like maybe one Bulletproof coffee a day will do away with some of the hunger pangs. That is considered a fat fast, okay? So if you're looking for autophagy, you want to limit protein. If you're looking for fat loss, I recommend a full-blown extended fast or intermittent fasting. This is just a little way to hack the system, and it can work It can work pretty well. So I could technically say I'm going to do a fat fast for a week. I'm going to drink nothing but bulletproof coffee or butter and hot water ugh, for a week and still experience some kind of autophagy or apoptosis. Theoretically. Now, there's not a lot of data on this. I'm going to be the first one to tell you there's not a ton of data on this, all right? So you could potentially try that. Theoretically, right? So this is also the reason, so to answer your paleo powder question, this is also the reason why paleo powder was designed as a breakfast replacement. Specifically, not all of my formulas were designed as breakfast replacements, just the fat loss and the digestion rest. So six net carbs and seven net carbs, respectively, right? This is not enough to refill the gas tank. Right? So again, if you're on a normal protocol, low carb, paleo, you're going to get 71% of the benefits of fasting. Right? We've already been over that. So let's say you're on a 16 hour fast and you've had one paleo powder. 
that number is going to creep up to, let's say, 81, 85, 86, whatever it is, right? You're still going to get tremendously more benefit because it's not enough net carbohydrate. And the net carbohydrates I use, if you look at the added sugar, is ridiculously low. There's, I think there's one gram of total sugar, and it's not added sugar. There's zero added sugar, right? The, those keto-friendly formulas, the fat loss and the digestion rest, zero added sugar. These are complex carbohydrates that do not spike your insulin. They do not spike your blood sugar. They do not spike your insulin. It's literally a blip on the radar for your system. That's why you can get 80 up to 90, whatever it may be. I've never done a clinical study on it, but you're going to get even more of those benefits. We know that low-carb paleo gets you 71% of fasting, right? So if all you have, if you have a 16-hour window, 24-hour window, and you have one serving of paleo powder, you're going to creep that 71 number up even higher, even higher, even higher. Is it the same as a full fast? No, it's not. Is this the same as a full fast? No, it's not. A full fast is a full fast. It's a water fast. That's it. Water fast. So I just want to make that clear. So real quick, I want to touch on who should not fast, right? First and foremost, like I said, if you're on medication, consult a professional before you do this, right? They're giving you, let's say you have diabetes. They're giving you diabetes medicine based on the fact that you're going to be eating several times a day like they tell you. You don't need that much medication. They're going to have to taper off your medication for you to do this properly and not have negative side effects. So hot in here, my AC is still broken. Uh, pregnant women, no, 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 no. Breastfeeding women, no, 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 no. When people come to me and they're breastfeeding, I don't even put them at a caloric deficit. I don't let them do it. So if you're breastfeeding, you get a plan from me, tell me that you're breastfeeding. It's a big deal, right? So some people talked about eating disorders. They were nervous about the eating disorder thing. So I see zero risk why anybody would develop an eating disorder who has not had an eating disorder in the past. Now, if you've had an eating disorder in the past, you probably need to be careful here. This is up to you. I can't tell you what to do here. That said, if you have been Clovis for quite some time, if you have been a part of this thing for months or whatever and you've had success and you've changed your eating habits, I really think you have absolutely nothing to worry about because the way that, first of all, anorexia is a mental disorder. It is. It's not a physiological thing. It's simply that your brain perceives you as overweight even if you are not overweight and you try to starve yourself. So you are literally just trying to lose weight. It's an obsession with losing weight, right? So that's the issue. It's literally a mental disorder. You could be skinny, skinny, skinny. Your body still thinks you're fat. It's a mental issue, right? So what happens with anorexia is people try to go as long as they can without eating. As long as they can, long as they can, long as they can without eating. Then when they finally get too hungry, they binge. Chips, Doritos, ice cream, whatever it may be. That's generally speaking, most people with anorexia are not binging on grass-fed, pasture-raised beef, pastured eggs, organic broccoli, right? They're not binging on those things. I don't really think that there's a huge risk of eating disorder issues here. I really don't. Um, and especially if when you are feeding, you are hitting your freaking macros. Hit your freaking macros, right? This is not, like I told you, caloric restriction is terrible for you. Fasting is beneficial for you, okay? So I hope that kind of clears that up. If you're Clovis, you know better, right? But if you think you could potentially fall, snowball into bad habits, don't even mess with it. So uh, we're running out of time here. Wow, I'm going way over. So I want to do this quick note about kids though. Let me talk about kids real quick and then I know we got some more questions up here. I'm going to hit all these questions, I promise. Quick note about kids. Kids are incredibly in tune with their bodies. Kids will eat when they want to eat. People tell me all the time that my kid's stubborn. He won't eat enough. He won't do this. He won't do that, right? Don't abuse your kids with food. So this is a real serious thing and Sorry, I'm not a parent, I get it, but I get to observe these things from the outside looking in because I'm not a parent. Um, I'm also quite familiar with therapy and childhood and upbringing and all of these things, right, that I've studied pretty extensively, even though I don't have kids, which means I've studied it for myself, all right? So I kind of speak from experience in these things. So I'm gonna give you an example, right? Some people abuse their kids with food and they don't know they're doing it. 
Now, let me flip the script on this. Sorry if this upsets anybody. I really am. But uh, this is something that I learned, right? So one way that people hurt their child without knowing they hurt their child, right? So you have a three-year-old, four-year-old, whatever. You have family over. The family goes to leave. Junior, give grandma a hug. I don't want to. Junior, you give your grandmother a hug right now. Right now. You go give her a hug and tell her you love her, right? This stuff happens all the time. I see it all the time with kids, right? I want a hug. Me, grown up, I want a hug from you, child. Give me a hug. And they take the hug. You're taking love from that child. You're teaching that child that they have no say in when their love is given or taken. You don't realize you're doing it. It comes from a place of love. You think that hugs are wonderful. This kid thinks he has no say in the matter, all right? So it's the same thing if you think about food. If you constantly take away your child's autonomy, you take away your child's ability to eat when they want to eat, if they want to starve themselves, let them. I'm serious. Like, I always say this, go watch The Magic Pill because they had an autistic child they were dealing with who had a tremendous amount of willpower and for like the first three days when they transformed the house, refused to eat, refused to eat. And this dad's just like, I'm sending my daughter to bed hungry every day. This is so difficult. Like, this is crazy. I feel like a terrible parent. feel like a terrible parent. Three days later, she's eating them out of house and home. She's eating all the healthy food. She can't stop eating. She's tremendously happy. Everything's fine. She, they, the kids put themselves through the detox very quickly. They're so close to zero. We're all burning, born in ketosis, burning fat. It's not till the well-meaning adults start shoving carbs in our face that we get all messed up. This happened to every one of us. We all got screwed up by adults and carbohydrates and sugar and all the bullshit, right? So what I'm saying is it's not a bad thing for your children to fast. Allow them to fast. Eventually, they do not have the willpower to overcome their own physiology and need to eat. They will eat what you give them eventually. Don't be afraid of the child fasting. These children, like I said, with children suffering from epileptic seizures who benefit on the ketogenic diet, do you not think that parents who have kids with epilepsy, do you not think they're having the same battles trying to explain to Junior, you cannot have sugar? No, you cannot have sugar or you will have a seizure. The kid doesn't get it. They're just going, no, this is bullshit. You're taking away my sugar. They're still pissed off, but the stakes are higher. The stakes are higher for these parents, so they put up with it. You see what I'm saying? Just think about it, right? If your child had a sickness, you would not let them eat sugar. Well, by letting them eat sugar, you're going to cause sickness. There's no other way around it, right? So you have to give these kids the opportunity to choose for themselves. This stuff like you're sitting at the table and you're not leaving until you finish that plate of broccoli. The kid's going to hate broccoli forever. Forever, right? Let them do their own thing here. You need to let these kids figure it out for themselves. So many Clovis kids and Clovis parents are learning that these kids are figuring out for themselves. Mommy, I had a bunch of sugar and I feel really crappy. I'm never eating sugar again. This is happening every day in Clovis kids. This is why I made Clovis kids. To let these little independent human beings be themselves, right? This is so important, guys. I get so worked up about the kid thing. Now, the other thing I want to talk about is you need to lead by example, if you're eating Cliff Bars and Laura Bars all day and snacking on fruit, your kid's gonna want to, right? Lead by example, meal times. Meal times, you eat with the kids at meal times. The other thing to remember, and this is really, 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 really important. When your kid has a stomach flu, I hear this all the time, guys, stop feeding them, right? I get questions all the time where people are like, Justin, my kids came down with a stomach bug, they can't keep everything down, I've tried everything. I've tried ginger ale, I've tried meat, I've tried broccoli, I've tried bread, I've tried everything. They can't keep anything down. You're torturing that kid. The kid is puking every time you put something in his body, but you are convinced that if you don't feed the little dude every two hours, you're a bad parent. You care so much what other people think 
and you've been convinced, you've been lied to, you've been lied to your whole life that you need to eat every two to three hours, eat every two to three hours, right? You're shoving food in a kid's mouth who's sick. They don't want to eat. Leave them alone. You're forcing them to puke over and over and over by putting food in their system. They will get the same fasting benefits, autophagy, apoptosis, all these things. Let these kids, there was one person who was talking to me about it in one of the groups, and then she was like, oh yeah, my kids got really sick, they had a stomach flu, and now they're ravenous, they're eating everything. Okay, they told you now. Mom, I'm ready to eat, I'm eating and keeping it down. They're hungry, they're ravenous, they wanna eat everything. Now, you make your only job is to make sure that all the choices are good choices. Clovis approved, Clovis kids approved. If your house is a Clovis only zone, they only have healthy options, let them eat whenever they want or let them fast whenever they want. Your only option is to encourage, lead by example, guide them in the right directions and give them a set of options. That's all you have to do. So this is really important for kids. Kids can get the benefits of fasting too. They might not even know they're doing it, you know? They might know they're doing it. They might want to try it. Jessica Ridley's kid tried it. He's awesome. He's really cool. He wanted to tell me the whole story. He's awesome. He wanted to fast and tell Mr. Justin about it. It's fantastic, right? So anyway, I just want to get on that. You guys have been duped. We've been duped by marketing companies, mainstream nutrition, that we have to eat, 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 that our kids have to eat, 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 eat. Their blood sugar's crashing. Ah, What are we talking about? Like I had a 30 blood sugar. Totally fine, right? Everything you know about this is wrong. Not anymore. Now it's been spinning on, spin on his head. We've reversed it. You now have no excuses, right? So the other thing is, again, I don't give medical advice. I just want to touch on this because something that touches a lot of people in the Clovis Academy is PCOS in women, right? Not a medical doctor, not giving medical advice. I'm not saying this can cure anything. This is what I will say to you. If, and only if, hypothetical, if I were a female, and I was suffering from PCOS, I would do extended fasting regularly. Me personally, this is not a prescription. If I were a female with PCOS, I would fast regularly. Extended fast as long as I could, especially if I was obese. Why? Some women don't like to hear this. PCOS is part of metabolic syndrome, okay? How do you handle metabolic syndrome? I'm sorry if that upsets you. I know some women just think it's like completely, there's nothing you can do about it. You're just, it's just a victim thing, right? That's not necessarily true, right? So PCOS, part of metabolic syndrome. How do you handle metabolic syndrome? Lower insulin, lower blood glucose, improve metabolic syndrome, improve PCOS. So I'm gonna leave that there. If I were a female with PCOS, I would do extended fasting as part of my regular schedule, okay? All right, not a doctor. Don't take that as medical advice. Just had to throw it out there. Let's talk about some questions. Let's see here. All right, I gotta go back a little bit. Sodium, what? Yep, absolutely. Laura, it's also contradictory to everything I've been told and I work in the fitness industry part-time. Exactly. The only space that has more bullshit than the nutrition industry is the fitness industry. It's crazy, right? I was wondering if coffee breaks your fast as well. Very good question, okay? Uh, There are differing thoughts on this. There's a doctor named Dr. Sanjay Panda, I think is his name. Dr. Panda, he's had some great talks with um, Dr. Rhonda Patrick. He believes, now, here's the thing. It's all about goals. Everything we do here is goal-oriented, right? No blanket statements. I make no blanket statements. If your goal is autophagy and apoptosis, then 
there is some evidence that may suggest that you're activating digestive enzymes that could muddy up the waters. I'm not really convinced. I'm not convinced by the evidence. Now, in terms of fat loss, if your goal is fat loss, go for it. Black coffee, totally fine, but don't go put cream and sugar in your coffee and then say, Justin, you said I could drink coffee in my fast, right? Don't do that. Coffee breaks your fast, you know, watch many times, no doubt, it's all contradictory. Holy cow, sodium, what, right? Sodium, amazing. Oh my God, the savings on toilet paper. I'm assuming you're talking about the guy who fasted for 382 days. That's incredible. Uh, how often should we fast? How much time in between? Okay, different for goals, right? If you're an obese person, I would go for an extended fast, go as long as you can. So my jujitsu instructor let himself go a little bit and did a seven day fast and lost 21 pounds. And he just started the fast and said, I'm just gonna stop when I feel like stopping. And he went seven days and lost 21 pounds and has kept it off. It's unbelievable, it was fantastic to watch. He was checking in with me all the time. He was taking potassium and sodium and that was it. Seven day fast, lost 21 pounds, it's up to you. So someone like me, I try to do 16-8 every day. Sometimes I go 13 hours, sometimes I go 17 hours, sometimes I go 25 hours, right? I just try it. And sometimes I say, I'm gonna do a 24 hour fast. The best way for a 24 hour fast is dinner to dinner. Especially if you are inexperienced with fasting or inexperienced with low carb. If you try to do something like breakfast to breakfast, it's going to be a nightmare because all the hunger issues that you're going to come across, they're going to be at their worst when you're trying to go to bed. You're really going to have a terrible night's sleep. You're not going to be able to fall asleep. If you have a real, real big dinner at say 6 p.m. and then you click, there's an app called Zero. Get the Zero app to track your fasting. It's a free app. You just literally click start fast. So it's 6.15, you have your last bite of food, start fast. And then eat the next day at 6.15, 6.20. You just did a 24-hour fast. Congratulations. It's awesome. So I, I highly recommend it. Um, but it depends. Time in between. It's like you can do 16.8. Like the study we talked about, the 32-week study, that was alternate day fasting, which is basically also considered intermittent fasting because you have a 16-hour fast window in almost basically every single day. So it's like you're fasting, not fasting, fasting, not fasting. Intermittent fasting will give you a lot of these benefits. It's really fantastic. Um, so 24 hour fast, you could do once a week, you could do twice a month, you could do three times a month, you could do once a quarter, whatever you want to do. Whatever, and it's based on challenges too. If it's not fun for you to do, don't worry about it. You know, what else we got? Okay. How often should we fast? PPP break fast. I touched on that. How do you know where you fall in the fasting options? Intermittent versus full fast. Meaning how do you know which one is best for you? I'm not obese, but I'm not lean either. Okay. I would start with an extended fast. Um, I tend to have different standards than the norm of what overweight and lean is. Um, like I don't, BMI is nonsense. I like to measure body fat on people. So for me, it would be a body fat thing. If I had a body fat percentage reading for you, I could really tell you to do what to do. Um, if you got a body fat percentage reading, that would be fantastic. But you kind of need to decide for yourself. It's all about you and it's all about your goals. Do you look in the mirror and hate what you see? Then do an extended fast and try to get it under control. You know, but remember to hit your macros in between. Even if you do a 24-hour fast, try to hit your macros after that 24-hour fast. It all depends on how much fat you want to lose, right? So if you find that you say, okay, I want to lose some fat and you don't hate your body, like there's some people that just tremendously want the weight off immediately, right? If that's not the case, go with 16-8. Start with 13-11 and see what happens. Start with 16-8. It depends on your patience level, really. If you're completely impatient and you just want results right, right now, try an extended fast. It's, it's definitely not going to kill you, you know? So um, if you're not, if you're like, hey, man, I love my body. I can stand to lose 5 pounds, 10 pounds, 12 pounds, whatever. I'm just going to try this 16-8 thing. Or I'm going to try 13-11 for two weeks. And if it doesn't work, I'm going to try 16-8, you know? Mess with it. Have fun with it. It's kind of fun. Like, explore. I mean, I think it's really cool. Like, just... Try different things until you get the results that you want. And that's not what I want for you. It's what you want for you, right? 
So it's hard for me to do a full 16-8 because I get up and work out in the morning and have PPP pre-workout. What about that? Okay, well you can time your 16-8 whenever you want to. This is what we just talked about. Like you could do, like if you did a 24, you could do dinner to dinner. Some people, breakfast to breakfast might be better. You might wanna do a crazy workout and then have a huge breakfast and then fast for 16 hours then. You know what I mean? It's just, it depends on your schedule. So with fasting, there are no set rules. You could start your fast, you could have a big meal at three o'clock in the morning and then fast till three o'clock in the morning. You'd have a meal at 7 p.m. and fast until 16 hours later. There's no set rule here. It's up to you to make it work for your schedule. So whatever 16 hour window is gonna fit best with your schedule, do it. And the other thing is, if you wanna try a 24 hour fast, skip the workout. You're not gonna die. Skip the workout for the day. I promise you, you're doing more for fat burning than your workout would ever do for fat burning because we know that exercise has nothing to do with fat loss, correct? We already know this. So um, that's what I would suggest. If you wanna do a long one and try it out, just skip a workout. No big deal. Or do the workout and just deal with the hunger pains. You can definitely work out fasted. I've done 400 pound deadlifts fasted. I used to work out fasted all the time. It's really not a big deal. It's not dangerous. No, nothing about this is dangerous. Your body will do what it needs to. What else we got? See, so that, Sarah, just to touch on that, is people get so stuck in these routines. So you're saying, I had PPP pre-workout and then I work out, right? That's just your routine. Switch it up, have some fun. Do something different, skip a day, skip my paleo powder. God forbid I tell you to do that, right? Just skip it, do something different, switch it up, you know? I know a few women who manage their symptoms with fasting. Yes, absolutely, it manages a ton of different symptoms. It's unbelievable. Uh, a lot of people do it for gastrointestinal stuff too, bloating, things of that nature. You mentioned earlier today about fasting and digestive issues, can you talk about that? Yeah, absolutely, you take the load off, right? How, how something like leaky gut, how can leaky gut heal if you don't give it time to heal? Like if you have, Let's say, you have, let's say you have a food sensitivity you don't know about, right? Let's say you have a gluten sensitivity. Let's just use gluten. I know I tell you not to eat gluten, but let's, this is just a random example. Let's say someone doesn't know they have a gluten sensitivity. They eat a french fry that has gluten in it, right? Or they eat a chip, that, a cracker that has gluten in it, right? That can mess up the lining of your stomach for up to 72 hours, right? So if you have any kind of food sensitivity or anything, like if you do an extended fast, you're giving that, your body time to heal, right? Your gallbladder is not pumping uh, bile into your stomach. Your pancreas isn't pumping insulin into your stomach. You, you take the stress off the digestive tract and give it time to rest, relax, recover, right? You're just taking the stress off. It's the same thing with apoptosis and autophagy. It doesn't help, it doesn't happen until you take the constant burden of digestion off of your system. Let it focus on other things, right? Give it some time. Like Clay, my jiu-jitsu instructor, was having some serious bloating. Gone now. Now, granted, he did a seven-day fast. That's a long fast, but it was completely gone. Just fixed it completely, right? Are there any side effects of fasting? Headaches? Not if you keep your electrolytes up. No, just you already know how to handle headaches with your electrolyte thing. Absolutely, right? So all you have to worry about is electrolyte intake. And even then, it's like I don't actually have a problem with you doing a full day of just properly a 24-hour fast and just hydrating yourself and not doing sodium. You don't, I mean, try it. Let the body do its thing. You know what I mean? Like clearly 382 day, man, he really needed the sodium and electrolytes and potassium and all that. Just it's, this is all fear. Everything that you guys are asking me is based on fear. You guys are really, really scared of what's going to happen if you don't eat. Really, really scared of what's going to happen if you don't have electrolytes, right? Scared of what's going to happen if you don't take your pre-workout and do a workout, which is part of your routine. You're going to lose all your results. No, that's not a thing, right? So don't be so afraid of this. It just seems very scary. Okay. Know a few women, any side effects? Jess, okay, 37% body fat. 
I recommend an extended fast. For sure, you're in what would be what I would call the high-risk zone. Um, again, my standards are different than other people's. Thank you for sharing that publicly that you don't mind, so I'm assuming we can talk about this, that you don't care. Um, 37% body fat, absolutely. I would do an extended fast. Um, that's something I would definitely, definitely, definitely mess with. I would like to see that number down. Can you work out while doing a fast? Yes, absolutely. Is it important to eat after your workout? No, it's not. Or the intermittent fast. No, not at all. So again, goals, right? If your number one goal is to get swole, you want to get huge muscles, you need to have the biggest meal you can handle with protein and carbohydrates immediately within a 90-minute window of working out. This is called the window of gains. I wrote an article about it. it got published in Fitness RX for Men magazine. I can link to that if you want to read it. Um, that's for muscle growth. Now, in terms of hormones, optimally, you don't want to eat immediately after a workout. Why? Because workout is a stress on the body. Fasting is a stress on the body. These little acute stressors are fantastic for the body, right? Working out causes inflammation. Your body has a reaction to that inflammation and starts to repair itself. We blunt the body's own hormetic response by shoving food in our face, right? Now, if we're trying to biohack and build big muscle, that makes sense. But traditionally, you're going to get the best longevity, hormone, overall health results if you don't eat immediately post-workout. So don't worry about that at all. And you can absolutely work, absolutely work out while fasting. Dom Diagostino is great for this. Dom Diagostino did a five-day fast and then did sets of 10 reps of 500-pound deadlifts. He's an absolute savage. It was crazy. I think the lack of rules is what's been tripping me up. Like, what do you mean I just wing it, right? Exactly. Just wing it. We're so freaking regimented. Soon as the food pyramid came out, this many servings of this, this many servings of this. You need to work out this many days per week. We need to work out this many days per week. This many days of cardio. This many days of resistance training. You need to eat every two to three hours. Five small meals a day. Blah, blah, blah. Bullshit, 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 bullshit. We are not smarter than Mother Nature. I've been saying this since AMA number one. People constantly try to trick the human body. Yes, there's biohacking. Yes, there's all these things, but you're going to be better off if you let the body do its thing, right? Literally, tonight, just stop eating, download the Zero app right now, right? And go, start fast. This is it. This is the screen. Start fast. And then go to bed. And then tomorrow, when you get super hungry and you can't take it anymore, eat and go, stop fast. And look at your results. Oh, I went 11 hours. I went 12 hours. I went 14 hours. I went, I went 18 hours. It was easier than I thought. Tomorrow, I'm going to try 24, right? Just, just do it. Just do it. Shia LaBeouf, do it. Do it. Look up that video if you've never seen it. It's amazing. So, uh, yeah, lack of rules. Awesome. Salt shot versus sodium supplement. Is one better than the other? Yes, absolutely. All you have to do is turn the bottle around look at it. Right? So most sodium supplements that you find are actually pretty low in sodium or like electrolyte tablets or things like that. It's like, oh, this has 200 milligrams of sodium. I'm like, uh, I can use half a teaspoon of Redmond's Real Salt and get a full gram. You're talking about like five times less than that, you know, in this supplement that I'm paying for. Doesn't make much sense to me. Salt shots are the way better way to go, especially for budget. What is a salt shot? Kimberly, go into... Um, the Clovis Academy and just search salt. It'll pop up. It's literally just putting salt into water and drinking it. It's exactly what it sounds like. It's supplementing sodium, which is an electrolyte. Okay, when I had what when I when I had what they thought was gastritis, I was told specifically not to fast to get my stomach acid under control. Crazy now that hey, yeah, they were super wrong. Yeah, like way wrong. Why in the world would fasting 
impact your stomach acid in any way other than positive to get you back to what would be called homeostasis, right? If you just continually eat and you're forcing the body to constantly digest things, that's going to have a negative impact if you have a stomach acid issue, which people get stomach acid wrong all the way, all the, all the time anyway. They think that stomach acid issues are always too much stomach acid when it's almost always not enough. Almost always. If you have acid reflux, you don't have enough stomach acid. Tell your doctor to fuck off, okay? <laughs> it's almost always low stomach acid. That drives me nuts. I hate the stomach acid thing. I get mad talking about it. All right. What else we got, guys? It's 9.29. How many questions you got? AMA number 25. This was a crazy one. I was writing this today, and I was like, there's legit no way I can fit this into an hour. Like, I knew I was going to go over an hour tonight. We're already an hour and a half in. If you guys want to wrap it up, we can wrap it up. You know me. Um, I'll hang out. I'll stay here. It's hot with this light and everything. Um, I'll stay here and hang with you if you want me to, if you have other questions. 16, 8, 13, 1, 24, one meal a day. Fat fasting, paleo powder fasting, whatever you want to do. Remember that number, guys, 71%, you know? Remember, you can literally just follow your Clovis protocol and get 71% of all these benefits. It works fantastically well. Like, fasting should be thought of as a therapeutic modality, right? It's used as a therapy, right? Like Jess said, I have 37% body fat. This is now, in my opinion, a therapeutic treatment for the lowering of body fat percentage to get into a healthy, normal range. This is how I abuse it. Right? That's, that's the way that I, would, that I would think about this. Or if you had, you know, somebody dealing with early stages of dementia or early stages of Alzheimer's or something, try extended fast. Somebody dealing with epilepsy, try extended fast. Like I said, if I had PCOS, I would probably try an extended fast. Those kinds of things, right? It's, uh, it's really, really, it's really unbelievable how much we have been lied to. When you guys stop and think of just how much of the world is run by marketing and big food, it's really, really staggering. I mean, they have a handle on the U.S. government, government subsidies for wheat and corn, right? It's, it's just ridiculous, guys. There's so much nonsense out there, it's absolutely horrible. How long should the extended fast be? Like I said, start the fast, go as long as you can. There's literally no rules, no rules. Like my jujitsu sensei, Clay, he did a... Uh, Start, just started fasting and he ended up going seven days. He went, you know, I went seven days. He ended up going about seven and a half days because I was with him when he hit the seven day mark. We were doing jujitsu and again, he was training jujitsu, fasted, right? So he hit the seven day mark in a jujitsu class. He said, oh, I just hit 20, I just hit seven days of fasting. He's like, I'm going to break it tomorrow at noon. He planned it out, cooked himself a big, beautiful meal, broke the fast at noon the next day. He planned it, right? Literally go as long as you want. Like I said, I just showed you a guy that went for 382 days. There's no way for me to tell you how long to go. You see what I'm saying? There's literally no way. There's no blanket statement. It's different for everyone. It's for you to toy with and experiment with. Not necessarily a fasting question. Salting my water gives me headaches. Mm, there's something else going on. It's not, it, un, unless you're using a really bad salt, if you're just throwing like, you know, bleached white salt or something in your, in your water, that's an issue. But generally speaking, I can cure almost any headache under the sun with salt water. Somebody can say my head is pounding and I can fix them inside of 15 minutes with Redmond Real Salt. I recommend Redmond Real Salt, which is a specific brand of pink Himalayan salt. I'll put it in the show notes. Um, but no, I, I don't think that's causing your headaches. I think something else is going on. It, headaches are almost always inflammation. So I think that you're drinking salt water, probably not enjoying the taste and associating 
you're doing an association of saying this salt water is causing the headache. It's probably not. Try to think of anything else. Think of the view from 30,000 feet. What's your diet like? What kind of diets? What kind of foods are you eating? Do you have a problem with headaches outside of when you're drinking salt water? Did you eat food prior to trying the salt water? There's just a lot of these different things. Correlation versus causation. If you don't know that term, just look it up. Uh, Correlation versus causation. A lot of times people just think that correlations are causation and and they're not necessarily. So um, I don't love salt shots, but I do them. Redmond, awesome. Don't be a baby. I start every morning with 16 ounces and three grams of sodium. It's just straight salt water. Mm-hmm. I'm just kidding, Sean. I love you. I can mess with you because I know you. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I always tell people, don't be a baby. It's like snack foods. When people are like, I need snacks. What do you recommend for snacks? I go, I recommend you stop being a child. How about that? That sounds great. <laughs> All right, what else we got, guys? Any questions, AMA number 25, fasting facts from fat loss to longevity. This was a big one. This was a masterclass. Maybe should have been a two-part. I think that you guys should uh, go over this, take some notes. Try this for yourselves. Please download the Zero app. It's for free. It's 100% free. Download the Zero app. Eat a meal right now. Click start fasting and try to go to tomorrow at 9.30 p.m. Give it a shot. Awesome. What else we got? I'm a total baby. (laughs) Hubby has a question. All right, Hubby, what's up? Shoot. No. Where was hubby? I did two different sections on muscle gain. Did you miss the part about growth hormone and noradrenaline and that the fasted group compared to caloric restriction gained four times more muscle mass? Four times more muscle mass. You tell hubby he can't just wander in here at minute marker 93 and decide that he's going to ask a question that we've already covered. All right? (laughs) Oops, forgot about that part. I'm just messing with you. But no, it's fantastic for muscle gain. And and think about Terry Crews, right? The boob pec bouncing guy, the guy from uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine and the Old Spice commercials, huge, jacked, right? This guy practices intermittent fasting every day. He has one meal a day. Tell me that that guy is losing muscle mass, right? Granted, he probably puts needles in his butt. That's almost definitely true. But still, trust me, you won't lose muscle mass. You will not. Absolutely not. I was summarizing it for him. That's awesome. All right. Any other questions? We're going to move on. By move on, I mean call it a night. Totally came in mid-marker. I knew it. I knew it. Right? (laughs) Uh, Tell them it's going to be a podcast. It's going to be everything. You can go back and listen to all of it. But uh, yeah, this is a lot of fun. I love talking about fasting. It's like the ultimate hack. Try it. That's the one piece of advice I can give you. Stop being a baby. Everything is so routine and so meticulous. I got to do this on this day and at this time and take this supplement. And, well, Justin, you told me to take a multivitamin. Now you're telling me to do an extended fast. I'm going to not take my multivitamin for a day and I'm going to die a slow, painful death. Right? No, it's just not the case. You guys, loosen up. Let fasting be your way to loosen up. Okay? Loosen up. Have some fun explore and experiment with your own physiology. If you guys knew the experimentation I have done on my body in the last seven years, you'd be like, what? This dude is a psychopath, right? But I know my body inside out, up and down, what works for me, what doesn't, and I'm not afraid to experiment, right? I will do just about anything you can think of for 30 to 90 days, literally. So let's leave it at that, huh? Fasting facts. From fat loss to longevity. Longevity probably being the most important of those, but you can definitely get your fat loss under control. It's a therapeutic modality. Use it how you see fit until you get the results that you want, and that's going to be different for everyone. 
Go back and think about all the different ways you can do this from fat fasting to 16-8 to water fast, 24-hour extended fast. Go over all that stuff. Think about it. Plan it. Do what you're going to do. Have fun with it. Loosen up, right? Take it easy on those kiddos. Don't shove food down their face when they don't want food shoved down their face. That's a big one. Clovis kids. You got Clovis kids. Get into Clovis kids. Remember, um, I'm just going to put this up here for you today. That's it. Just Clovis.store. Boom. Clovis.store. Go there. My only ask from you guys is that if you are part of I Am Clovis or you're part of Clovis Kids, please go to Clovis.store and leave me reviews. Uh, if you've read an ebook, if you've tried a powder, if you've got a custom nutrition plan, whatever it is, please leave me reviews. I need the most product reviews you can give me. All right? So what else we got? We're going to respond to your email and finally get his macros. Yes, we can chat about muscle gain. Awesome, muscle gain is one of my favorite things to talk about. Tell them that I literally, I put 12 pounds of muscle on people in 30 days, including I've done that to myself. I put 12 pounds on in 30 days, I put nine pounds on in 30 days, I put 10 pounds on in 30 days. I can do whatever I want to my body and I can help him do it with his too. Um, downloading zero, yes, awesome. Thank you, Justin. Thank you, Sean. Another awesome AMA. Laura, awesome. Thank you. Jackie, left a review. Yeah, you did because you were a badass. Awesome. AMA number 25, Fasting Facts from Fat Loss to Longevity. I know I'm going to click the end button and then you guys are going to start dropping questions, but that's your own fault. <laughs> I love you guys so much. Thank you for letting me do this. As always, I love this work more than anything in the world. You guys are amazing for letting me do it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And please share your fasting stories with me. Go out, do this, ask me questions, share your stories, share them in the academy. Let's see what kind of crazy results we can get from fasting, huh? It's gonna be a lot of fun, all right? And challenge me, okay? Let's do that. Wanna do a challenge? Let's see who can fast the longest. Let's try it, right? Why not? Maybe we'll do a prize or something. I don't know. Anyway, AMA number 25, Fasting Facts from Fat Loss to Longevity. Thank you guys. I love you. Bye, everybody. Thanks for being here.